0: You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Namaste, merhaba, and welcome back, my fellow language teachers, to Adventures in Language. I'm your guide, Emily. In this episode, we're covering five do's and don'ts for cultivating a culturally diverse language learning classroom, which means we're talking about cultural competence, So what is cultural competence? It's the understanding of cultural diversity that allows an individual to recognize, accept, and manage differences between people and interactions. In line with current pedagogical thinking, there are three main levels of cultural learning. First, we've got cultural knowledge, followed by cultural awareness, And then cultural competence. And these levels range from a superficial understanding of facts about cultures to a deep and reflective cultural understanding. When it comes to incorporating cultural competence objectives into your district-wide DEI initiatives, DEI meaning diversity, equity, and inclusion, the goal is to do it meaningfully, of course, and without exotifying, tokenizing, or stereotyping other cultures. So the question becomes, how can you as a language teacher, structure your class to help your students build their cultural competence skills. While there is no one right way to do it, there are some best practices to keep in mind, and we're going to cover five of them in this episode. And for those of you who might not know me yet, I'm Emily. I'm a linguist at Mango with my PhD in bilingual language processing. And as a teacher and a student of many languages, I'm very excited that you're joining me on this journey today. Well, bidunitola, let's get to it. Number one, don't fall into the traditional customs trap. Now, the main takeaway here is to help your students see that culture is not just stuff from the past, but it's part of our ever-evolving present. While learning about national holidays, traditional customs, and historical facts can lay a helpful foundation, they alone won't help students build practical cultural competence skills. Furthermore, too much focus on historical customs and traditions can increase what we call the perceived distance between the student and the target culture. So the solution here is to inspire your learners to get intellectually curious and personally excited about the target culture here and now. To do this, consider incorporating student-driven culture activities. For example, you might assign a reoccurring pick-your-own-adventure homework assignment, wherein students explore and write about a facet of current culture that interests them. So it could be social justice issues in Brazil, K-pop music trends in South Korea, the latest fashion trends in Tanzania. To get them started, you could curate a list of suggested topics about the target culture that you and previous students have found interesting. Student-driven activities are great for encouraging your learners to connect with and explore the culture on their own. And for more tips on how to cultivate a student-driven class, check out the episode that we've linked for you in the description. Number two, showcase more than the majority culture. So this means highlighting minority and minoritized cultures. For example, if the Spanish curriculum that you inherited focuses only on Mexican Spanish and culture, then make a point to include highlights about Peruvian Spanish, Guatemalan history, and Latinx culture in the U.S. If teaching French, consider creating opportunities for your learners to discover that there are French-speaking communities in countries other than France, such as Canada, Morocco, Belgium, etc. The great thing about this point is that you don't have to create An elaborate, full-length lesson to highlight these various communities. You can do it in small ways. It can be in the photos that you choose for your slide decks, the example sentences that you use in class, the essay prompts that you use on exams. And if those photos, sentences, or essay prompts lead students to ask questions about culture, consider allowing the digression from your prepared lesson plan. Of course, that's not always feasible, so if you don't have time for an in-class discussion about culture when their curiosity strikes, then use it as an opportunity for an individual lesson extension outside of class. That could mean saying, I love that question, we don't have time to get into it, but if you want to take a couple minutes after class to research it and tell us about it at the beginning of next class, I would love that. Number three, when it comes to measuring your students' cultural competence skills, avoid true or false or multiple choice questions. Now here's why. Closed answer questions like true or false or multiple choice. Give the impression that culture is a static construct. That means something that can be mastered by memorizing facts and checking boxes. As a language teacher, you know that you can learn all the past tense verb conjugations in a language by memorizing and checking boxes, but you can't ever complete cultural competence learning. There is no such thing. It's a lifelong process and a moving target. So if you want to include questions about culture into your exams, which is a great idea, opt for open-ended questions that inspire personal connection to and reflection of the cultural content. Number four, add cultural competence as a course goal. Historically, curricula for language programs have focused on the core four, so reading, writing, listening, and speaking. As a language teacher, you of course know that culture lives and breathes all throughout language in the form of our idioms, slang, conceptual metaphors, turn-taking norms. So the solution? Join the other thought leaders in the teaching community by including cultural competence as an equally important course objective with the other core four. The idea here, of course, is to signal to your learners the importance of cultural competence as a skill that is integral to learning and using the language. By the way, did you know that the Mango app includes cultural competence as a core objective? The way our linguists and language teachers have implemented it into the app is through something called Culture Notes. The app's Culture Notes are in the student's L1, their first language, which allows us to provide interesting, detailed, and nuanced cultural information that touches on all three of the levels of learning culture that I mentioned earlier. To learn more about how our Culture Notes work, and some examples of them, check out the link in the description, which will get you a free copy of our white paper. Beyond containing examples of our culture notes, it is packed with information about how other features of the Mango app are structured in line with other principles from SLA research. And bonus, clicking that link will get you a free, fun goal-setting worksheet that you can use with your students, which I promise they're going to love. And before we get to our last point, If you're new here and you'd like to make sure you're up to date on all of the awesome language teaching content that we have for you, come join the Mango fam by subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate you. Okay, number five. Don't take on the role of sole cultural ambassador. You, of course, don't consider yourself the final authority on the target language and culture, but your students might. Many students are likely to position you as their main source of information when it comes to learning about cultural norms and differences. To address this, regularly include additional voices and perspectives into your classes. Aside a podcast episode from the target language with a particular cultural aspect, invite students to share their experiences and knowledge about the target cultures. Long story short, when you're intentional with these smaller decisions on a regular basis, your students end up with a fuller picture of who speaks the language, where it's spoken, and the multicultural fabric that ties them all together. Oh, and one last thing. Remember that there's no one right or wrong way to cultivate a culturally diverse classroom or to build your students' cultural competence skills. At the end of the day, doing DEI right really comes down to being intentional and reflective. So, Do your best to incorporate culturally diverse perspectives and encourage feedback from your students, but also show yourself a little grace along the way. Well, my fellow language teachers, that's all for this episode of Adventures in Language. If you're new here and you'd like to make sure you're up to date on all of our awesome language teaching content, then come join the Mango fam by subscribing to the podcast. And hey, if you really loved it, give us a review or tell your friends about us want to know what languages were used in today's episode, then make sure you check out the show notes in the description. Namaste, and I look forward to hanging out with you here next time. Bye.